0: From our studios in North Florida, it's In Black and Right. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. All right, howdy-hi, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of In Black and Right the new definition of color commentary, and, as always, I am not just the baby-faced assassin of freedom, I am also your tour guide through the whacked-out world of Joe Biden's America, and as well as many other things. So, oh boy, folks, this is going to be an interesting one today, to be sure. Uh... As always, before we get into the substantive news of the day, uh, inviting y'all to uh, send us an email at inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website, inblackandright.net. We are 34 days away and counting from the midterms. And, well, as I predicted, Yep, the October surprises are starting to come. Uh, not just the whole uh, mess with Herschel Walker and the slime job that they're doing on him. And I will get into that uh, today. But right now, I'm just more curious. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I, I love this because now... The name Tommy Bobolinsky, who was a name, if you've been paying attention, was familiar in October of 2020, making claims that he, as the one time business partner of Hunter Biden, and apparently the mainstream media totally ignored that. Well, Bobolinsky is back, and he is apparently back dropping all kinds of fascinating nuclear bombs. Nuclear truth bombs, that is. And great story from just the news. And, and it just, oh, I love it. I, I love just the news because they are very good at what they do. John Solomon is nothing short of awesome. And, oh, baby, does this get really dang good. Tony Bobolinsky who had an interview, an exclusive interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox, made some amazing, uh, amazing revelations. And I'm sure he's going to have the receipts on this. Uh, but the story from just the news, I mean, just reading just the first short couple of short paragraphs, uh, <coughs> woo mercy. And it starts like this. Uh, Former Biden family business associate Tony Bobolinsky claimed that Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, Clueless Joel's brother, quote-unquote defrauded him during a deal with a Chinese energy firm. Bobolinsky claims the pair cheated he and two other business partners out of at least $5 million as part of a joint venture when they launched with Chinese energy firm, CEFC. I'm like whoa okay yeah that's pretty intense that is very intense that I mean if that's not an article of impeachment somebody in the GOP didn't do their dang job I mean it's bad enough he's not doing his job to protect states down on the southern border I mean, actually, it's not just the southern border states. I mean, it's every state because all these people are flooding in. They're just like just waltzing right on in past the border patrol and whatnot to the tune of some five million already during the entire length of Biden's term. So, yeah, this is crazy. You know, and this should be... That's, that's definitely an article of impeachment, the invasion on the southern border. And yes, I use the word invasion deliberately. Because if 5 million people who are coming into this country with no vetting, no vaccine mandates, no mass mandates, and they just come on in... I mean, this is not incompetence, folks. This is malevolence, malfeasance. If this is by design... But that's one. But let's sticking to the story of this. This is influence peddling. It's taking advantage of having access because you happen to have family who are major league players in the American government. But some of the things that Bob Alinsky said in his interview with Tucker Carlson just blows my mind. Uh, certainly one thing that he said in the interview, and I quote, it appears that Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and the Biden family really copied the same document down to typos and the serial number, and they removed the name Oneida Holdings and replaced it with Owasco, which was the name of Hunter Biden's law, Hunter Biden's law firm or business that he operated according to Bobolinsky, Now, later, a little bit later in the interview, Bobolinsky said again, quote, Hunter Biden and Jim Biden defrauded us and took the money for themselves, stole it from me and my other partners, Rob Walker and James Gilear. And I'm like, wow, unquote. I'm like, man, oh, Manischewitz. Whew. Whew. My goodness. Um, <laughs> and interestingly enough, Bobolinsky went on. Now, he was talking about later in the interview that Jim Biden, Joe's brother, had allegedly called him during an interview with the FBI when he was telling the Bureau about Joe Biden's alleged cut in the CEFC deal. The big guy. Oh, I, I, I love this. Bobolinsky said in the, another portion of the interview, and also the New York Post obtained the interview as well, but again, uh, Bobolinsky, quote-unquote, on my BlackBerry, Jim Biden called me via WhatsApp, and my phone starts ringing in the middle of the interview with the FBI, of this interview. So I looked down, and I'm like, is he really calling me right now? This was Bob Alinsky in the middle of an interview with the FBI and Jim Biden, James Biden, was calling him. <laughs> so, and I love what Bob Alinsky said a little later in the interview talking about this conversation. So I showed the phone to my lawyer and then I showed it to the FBI agent. The agents got up out of the chair and left the room. They were like, you can take that call if you want. And so I answered it, and there was nobody on the other side. So I don't know if it was a mistake or that he tried to send me a message or what it was, but that's the last interaction or communication I've had with the Biden family, quote unquote, from Tony Bobolinsky. Wow. And... <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I'm reading this and I'm just going, what the heck? This is a WTF moment here. You know? And yet, I loved it going back to 2020 when I had people, especially woke Christians, who are really some messed up individuals, try to tell me how moral Joe Biden was for the moral and the soul of our... What? What? How's your boy now? Hmm? How is... How, how, what are you thinking about your boy now? What he's done with a crackhead son, foreign influence peddling, the Biden family, Hunter, his brother James, well, his uncle James, Joe Biden is anything but moral. I don't care if he's Catholic. Heck, I happen to know Catholics myself. And Catholic priests and bishops who aren't exactly thrilled with him either. So, no, I'm not into this. I am totally not into this morality nonsense. Or if you want to get into this moral equivalence craziness. No, 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 not really into that at all. Uh, I mean, this is almost like what's going on in Georgia. Georgia. The October surprises I warned y'all about, it's coming. Uh, Well, actually, it's it's not coming. It's already here, and it's already starting. I mean, Herschel Walker running for Senate in Georgia, and Warnock and the Democrats are really scared. And now, here they are accusing Herschel Walker of paying for somebody's abortion. I'm like, what? Uh, no, folks. I, I just got to get into this. I really do because I tried to warn y'all. Now, the Daily Beast apparently published on Monday ba- uh, an allegation from an ex-girlfriend saying that he paid for he reimbursed her some $700 after she got an abortion. Now, first of all, it, this happened, apparently, if you were to believe the false prophets of the mainstream media, apparently, this happened back in 2009. 2009. 13 years ago, this allegedly happened. And in typical demonic style, Of the mainstream media trying to frame it as if somehow he did this and they're using even his own son Christian to essentially uh, push forth this narrative so no 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 sorry I mean this it's twisted it's tricky but hey is this a surprise no it's absolutely not now Walker is pretty ticked off, and apparently if he stuck to uh, his, uh, to a statement, he's already filed a defamation suit against the Daily Beast. Now, they don't even include the woman's name, number one, because if you're going to make an allegation of that magnitude, names need to be named. Names need to be named, and this whole thing needs to be looked at. What are, what's, what does she have to gain? How long did the Daily Beast know about this allegation, and why are they releasing it now? Hmm? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, folks. It is crazy. And not a surprise. Because apparently, according to the Real Clear Politics um, average, it's showing the race as rather close. And apparently, and, and of course, for those of you who are going to, especially the woke Christians out there, who are going to buy into this, I said, really? Now, if you want to get into this moral equivalency argument, well, he paid for an abortion. Yeah, and why not be his ex-wife? But nope, nobody in the mainstream media want to talk about that. No, 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 no. So, yep. It's crazy. Yeah, so if you want to get into this all this whole moral equivalency thing, I mean, it's stupid because nobody is perfect. You know, and somehow Warnock is morally superior. BS. You don't call yourself a pastor and you get accused of domestic violence by your ex wife. No, no, no. I I don't want to hear it. That nonsense, I do not even want to get into, and I don't want to hear it from anybody. So, and now, of course, it's like, well, what does he have to hide? What does he have to hide? You know, and you have the mainstream media hounding people like Ralph Reed, who's defending Herschel Walker. They're going to go after President Trump because he's defending Herschel Walker. So no, this whole moral equivalency game that some people want to play, I don't. Because frankly, if you're going to try to do that, then you better look at yourself in the mirror first before you open your big mouth, period. Period. End of discussion. Because I know, I'll knock on myself. I'm no Boy Scout. I've done things that I'm certainly not proud of. I'm not running for political office. But it's none of your dang business. It is absolutely none of your dang business about me and what I do. Now, you probably might want to come after me. I said, you, which you can. But, uh, well, not exactly... It wouldn't be the smartest idea. I'm just going to leave it at that. So, so there's that little messed up uh, October surprise. And frankly, they tried the same thing on Trump in 2016. The Billy Bush tase, that didn't exactly uh, go over big. And that was an October surprise. And Trump still beat Hillary in 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you try this moral uh, equivalency crud to somehow assassinate and besmirch somebody's character. This type of thing backfires more than anything else. And it's going to backfire even now dealing with the Herschel Walker-Warnock race in Georgia. The red wave is still coming. The problem is it's not the main, so much the mainstream media. I mean, you know what they're going to do. But it's the GOP. I, and I've even said this before. Never underestimate the GOP's ability to really screw something up. And I'll give you a case in point. Mitch McConnell, uh, I mean, frankly, it's ditch Mitch if you want to save the Senate. Just ditch it. Because the establishment types are people of the golden rule. Because they have the gold, they make the rules. It's that simple. So, so now apparently this pack that was going to be sending $10 million to help Blake Masters overturn Arizona and put one in the plus column for the Republicans, apparently he has taken that money away. Mitch McConnell took the money away and it was still, a, it's still a close race. It's still a very close race. And Blake Masters has a pretty darn good chance of taking out Mark Kelly in Arizona. But because Blake Masters apparently is not supporting Mitch McConnell as Senate Majority Leader, then, okay, fine, we're just going to take the money. <laughs> well, That little trick tells me a lot about the establishment, about Mitch McConnell, and getting the Senate. Because frankly, in some ways, Mitch McConnell is no different than schmucky Chuckie Schumer. Uh, He's really not, at least not to me anyway. But I am but one man with an opinion. So yeah, it's going to be real fascinating to see what happens. Now, the next rally that Trump has announced is he's going back to Arizona, in fact to Mesa, Arizona, where I have some great friends who live there and I'm hoping they can go. I'd love to go myself, but uh, we kind of have our own problems here in Florida. But yes, we are definitely going to be seeing Trump again going out to Arizona to help out uh, Carrie Lake and not just Carrie Lake. I mean, she's doing pretty darn well in the governor's race. But she's also but Trump is also going to help energize the vote for Blake Masters, which he endorsed in the primary, Mark Fincham, the Secretary of State uh, candidate who he also endorsed, and yeah, they're going to go after it, and they 're going to go after it hard and I'm really hoping that my friends in Arizona realize down, going down ballot from lake and then you get Abe Hamaday for Attorney General, you get Fincham for Secretary of State. You get Blake Masters into the Senate and flip the Senate for Republicans. These are the key races: Georgia and Florida, and even I would even dare say Nevada, another place I used to live, because Cortez Masto is is uh, definitely behind in the polling. Uh, Adam Laxalt, the former Attorney General of Nevada, he's doing, he's doing pretty well, and especially with Hispanics. Uh, 50% of the Hispanic vote in Las Vegas, 52% of the Hispanic vote in Reno. And, and I used to live in Reno. And that's amazing. So Adam Laxalt's doing a pretty good job. It could be an, a potential three Seat pickup for the Republicans in the Senate if they can get those three candidates, those three states, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia, can get them across the finish line and turn the Senate back to Republican control. But given Crazy Mitch, who just apparently, you know, there's, I mean, Trump. And McConnell do not get along. It's that obvious. I mean, you can be blind as a bat and figure it out very easily. But no, 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 no. This is going to be interesting to see. This is truly going to be interesting to see what happens in the next 34 days. But Trump is going to be out there. He's going to be out there. And he's going to be doing his job. And he's going to be continuing his streak. I believe it will happen. Because every Trump rally is like a rock concert. Lots of energy, lots of enthusiasm. I mean, Joe Biden can't even come close to getting numbers like Trump has at a a rally. And it's not cheap either. Uh, It's about half a million dollars to do these rallies. Half a million bucks. Now granted, Trump's not hurting for cash. And frankly, the DNC, uh, the RMC isn't hurting either. But yes, even if Trump has to use his own money, he's not going to be missing, he's not going to be missing it much. Not going to be missing it all that much. But he's willing to go out there, travel the country, do whatever it takes to get these his, his endorsed candidates across the finish line. And that includes governor's races too, Pennsylvania is huge. Doug Mastriano going after uh, Shapiro. I'm like, I don't understand. But it, it brings me to a little bit off the point uh, because we've. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing this trend with Democrats. Uh, Kay, Katie Hobbs in Arizona going against Kerry Lake. She won't debate her just will not debate her shapiro elitist democrat will not i repeat will not be debating doug mastriano for the governorship of pennsylvania and democrat after democrat after democrat are refusing to debate their republican opponents i think they're taking a lesson from joe biden The Biden basement bunker strategy. You know, let the mainstream media and let all these George Soros funded groups, these way out in left fielders, you know, do the job for them with uh, attack ads on TV, radio spots, whatever. No, yeah, it's like, no, that's not really going to work. I mean, here, where I live in Florida, north central Florida, the candidate for even state senate, who next week I've arranged for an interview with, Corey Simon, successful NFL player, uh, lives here in North Florida. He's running for the state senate. He's cons- he is Republican, he is conservative, and he is black. Ooh. That's going to mess up a whole lot of people, but it's not going to stop the radical left. I have seen already here in where I live the attack ads from Democrats talking about Corey Simon, he's an extremist, and he wants to do this and do that. And I mean, the whole DNC talking point in an attack ad. And I'm just going, man, they really must be scared. They really must be scared because you wouldn't spend money on an ad buy if your candidate was essentially smoking the competition. Oh no, they are scared. They don't want, the, the, the Florida Democrat Party does not want to lose this key state senate seat. And if you lose it to a Republican, that's bad enough. But if you lose it to a black Republican who is conservative, oh, man, they are going to be p o d p o d would about this. So, yeah, it's pretty nuts. And uh, Herschel Walker has got a lot of defenders. And let's see how this really works uh, for these goofballs down in, up in Georgia, I should say. <laughs> Uh, I was about to say down in Georgia, but I'm further south than that. But still, it's going to be interesting to see how this works uh, in 34 days because that's going to be the real test. But there's strong support, even amongst the evangelical community, uh, for Herschel Walker. But now, that's really crazy. (laughs) And And I wanted to end the day on this. Now, it's not exactly what I would call huge news, but it is, But it does have importance and it does have relevance. Now, of course, the big news yesterday, Elon Musk apparently has indicated the deal is back on and he says he's ready to buy Twitter for the original price tag of $44 billion. That was the $54.20 a share. Now, when the news broke yesterday, Twitter stock actually went up around 13%. Yay, happy. But still, uh, it's just kind of this on-again, off-again relationship between Elon Musk and Twitter. and, And I'm sure the Twitter twits, namely Twitter employees, we're again having their meltdowns, needing their comfort animals, and, you know, probably increase in their prescriptions of Prozac and other things to calm them down. Because I'm sure many of them uh, were having their meltdowns again now that he's agreed to buy the company, and he's also filed his intent with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So this is going to be real interesting to see. No, 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 because Twitter apparently is still not removed its potential lawsuit against Musk, which is supposed to be coming up later this month. In fact, a, a quote in a story from Revolver News, quote, I don't think Twitter will give up its trial date on just Musk's word. It's going to need more certainty about closing, unquote. Now, if he's actually going to go through with this and actually keep his word and buy Twitter, what is he going to do? Now, I know when this first drama and trauma started, people were like, yay, happy, happy, you know, breaking out the champagne. You know, we're going to get free speech on Twitter. And then came all the drama and the more drama and the trauma that came afterwards, subsequently. You know, the bot, di- the bot issue, and you know, the, the stock goes up. Then he announces, No, I'm not going, I'm not going to go with it. You know, I'm not going to go buy Twitter. And then it's like the stock gets hammered. The, the, <laughs> the Twitter twits are all of a sudden feeling better about themselves because, oh, he's not going to buy it. Oh, yay. You know, and some of these people at Twitter, (laughs) oh, man, oh, man, you want to talk about liberalism as a a mental disorder? Man, there were some folks who were having some full-on meltdowns. But now we're back. Now the deal is back on again. We don't really know what's going to happen. And until there is an actual definitive, okay, the deal is done, I mean, I even put an account on Twitter, but I don't touch it. I, I don't post on Twitter a lot because I don't need to deal with these Twitter twits telling me, it's like, oh no, sorry, that's misinformation or disinformation. I don't like when, my, when my, they start messing around with my content. I really don't. This is why... I am not on YouTube. No, not even close. I'm on Rumble. I'm on Getter. I'm on all of these free speech platforms. Uh, True Patriot Network. I mean, they might be small, but at least they don't they don't mess with free speech. Yeah, there are going to be people who are on these platforms who are not going to uh, have speech that a lot of people don't like, but... That's what free speech is. Speech you don't like, speech you do like and agree with, you can make the choice. That's why I love all of these other new platforms that have come along ever since. Facebook and Twitter, Instagram have, and YouTube have all just, you know, they've shown their hand. They are anti-free speech, they're anti-conservative, anti-republican, and I would even dare say anti-American. They're not going, you know, when it came to COVID, they said, oh, that's misinformation, that's misinformation. Who the hell made them the arbiters of truth? This is why the whole thing with Homeland Security and this uh, disinformation governance board went kaboom. Because if anybody should not ever, under any circumstance, be the arbiter of what's true and what's not, it's the government. Period. That's my story, and I am definitely sticking to it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm not going to go crazy and go get, you know, and start doing more on Twitter Until I know for certain that this whole drama and trauma is over. He either buys it or he doesn't buy it. He goes through with the deal or he doesn't. But I am not going to mess around with this. Because from the beginning, I said, I'm not going to get on the the Elon Musk bandwagon just yet. And apparently my instincts were validated. So, until this whole Twitter mess gets dealt with, uh, it's going to really determine whether or not I continue on the platform or not. But I'm doing okay on the platforms I am on. You know, the show has grown. We've grown in followers. We've grown in subscribers uh, to the website for our audio podcast. And that's exactly the way it needs to stay. And I'm totally okay with that. We might be small, but that's okay. We're going to grow. Things are going to happen. And we're going to continue to bring you all kinds of news, commentary, different content, and our online store as well. Because this is just going to be the American way in spite of the fact that Joe Biden and his mental midgets are taking the American economy and pretty much trying to put a bullet in its head. This is why I keep saying, and I will keep saying again for the next 34 days, November the 8th is just the beginning. But with that, now that we are at the end of today's show, I just want to say thank you to everybody listening. You can follow us. You can subscribe. Our audio podcast is available on all platforms, all podcast platforms. We're on Getter. Uh, we're on Rumble. We're on Parlor, We're on several different uh, social media platforms. Uh, just simply go to inblackandwhite.net to our media connection section and find out where we are. And we're going to be uh, doing some more things with the website this week. As we're getting ready, and we've, and now we really have to get ready, for 2023 because new opportunities uh, are coming around. We're hopefully going to be doing and covering more events in 2023. And uh, we also have an opportunity to get a bigger studio. We've been granted some land down in South Central Florida where we can uh, build a bigger studio and have a much bigger reach. So we've got a lot to go for, uh, to look forward to for next year. So for now, everybody, have yourself a great Wednesday. Take care of yourselves. I will see you good folks tomorrow. And remember, as always, patriots come in all colors.